exactly where to lead them. And the sheep would know to follow their shepherd and that God would meet their need by leading them to exactly the amount of grass that they would need. And so when the scripture says, he makes me lie down in green pastures, it's, it's not some great grand open field, but it's this little pocket of grass, exactly what we need. And so tonight, God, we pray and thank you that you provide exactly what we need. He leads me beside still waters. God, you comfort us. You know exactly what we need and when we need it. You are the provider of the comfort that we need, and you lead us exactly where we need to go beside the still waters. And God, the scripture says, it says, he restores my soul. And God, we are so grateful that you are the restorer of our souls, that God, that you provide and you give and you fill us up spiritually exactly what we need. I want you to take a few moments and have a couple people in your group pray aloud and thank God for a time when he gave you what you need, what you needed, and not necessarily what you wanted. There's always times where we want things, but there's, all, there's those times in our lives where God gives us exactly what we need. It may not have been what we wanted, but exactly what we needed. I want you to take a few moments and thank God for those times. Just have a couple people in your group pray aloud now. God, we're so thankful for those times in our lives. And I can think of so many where, God, I pleaded and just asked for things that selfishly I really just wanted. And, God, you did meet the need, but it was exactly what I needed, not necessarily what I wanted. And, God, we thank you for those times that, God, you know better for us even than we really know ourselves. Thank you, Jesus. He leads me, beside, he leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. God, we thank you that it's about you and your glory, and it's not about us. God, we so selfishly want things to be about us. We, we get so consumed in the things of this world, the things that we're about, our sports, our, our life, our, our school, our friends, everything in our life. We get so caught up in the busyness of everything that, God, we forget that it's not even about us. But, God, it's about you. And God, thank you that you lead us in paths of righteousness for your name's sake. God, that it's for your glory. It's not for our own. It's not for anything that we can do or muster. But God, it's for your sake, Jesus. 
Verse 4 says, Even though I walk in the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. It doesn't say run. It doesn't say stop. It doesn't say give up hope. But it says, even though I walk through the valley, that I don't have to fear because God is with me. God, you bring us through so many valleys in our life, so many dark places, whether it's divorce or death or illness or persecution, whatever it is, Jesus, that we suffer through these deep depression moments in our lives. God, there's so many things that we can name. God, thank you that you walk with us and you lead us through those valleys. And we're not to to stop in a meadow in those valleys, but God, that we are to continue to keep our eyes on you. I want you to take a few moments in your groups and have three or four of you just pray within your group aloud. Pray about a time where God led you through a valley and he kept his hand on you. It may have been your parents' divorce, and that was really hard, or maybe you're suffering through some depression or an addiction, or maybe somebody close to you has died, whatever it is, we've all walked through some valleys in our lives, some really just places of uh, just devastation. But I want you to pray aloud and thank God that he kept his hand on you in those times and that you are still who you are today because of him. Take a few moments now. Jesus, I can't even name the amount of times that I've walked through a valley. And God, you have always protected me. God, you are with me. As the scripture continues to say, it says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The rod symbolizes protection that the shepherd was uses the rod to protect the sheep from dangers that lurked around or but he also has staff and the staff was meant to correct the sheep when the sheep would go astray 
there's so many times in our lives, there's so many things that we go to and there's valleys that we go through and there's things that we endure and there's temptations that we endure, but it doesn't even compare to the amount of things that Jesus saves us from on a daily basis. There's so many things that the Father intercedes on our behalf and he, he protects us from on a daily basis. God saves us from so much. I want you to take a few moments and have just a couple of people in your group pray aloud. But I want you to be very intentional and pray and thank God for those times where he saves you from things that you probably won't even ever see or understand. But that he protects you on a daily basis. He protects you from temptation. He protects you from evil. And he knows you. I want you to take a few moments and pray and thank God that he saves you. Psalm goes on to say, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. God provides, God anoints, and God fills. Take a moment to yourself and just thank him that he's the one that fills your cup, that he's the one that spiritually renews you. Just pray to yourself in the next few minutes. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This whole passage and the description of God as our shepherd and us as the sheep is that we obey him. And if we simply obey him, his promise follows that. And his promise is there in verse 6 when it says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I want you to do something maybe even a little uncomfortable right now, but I want you to do this. In your group, I want you to pray aloud 
everybody at the same time. I want you to ask God vocally to help you obey him. I want everyone to pray aloud and ask God to give you the strength to obey him. That he would give you the faith to follow him. I want you to take a moment right now and just pray aloud. Yes, that means everyone in the room will be praying at the same time. What a sweet sound that would be in Jesus' ear. And so let's just pray right now in this moment aloud that God would give us the strength to obey him. God, I just thank you. I thank you, Father, that you, Jesus, you are so good. God, you love. And your gift. God, you challenge me to obey you. And God, there's so many times where I ignore it. And I refuse it. And God, I pray that you would just give me the strength daily to obey to follow you, to follow your commands. God, give me the faith to be able to follow you. God, you're so good. Give me the strength to obey and know that your promises are good. The promise is clear and it is so good that God says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. As a Christian, we have no greater joy in our lives than knowing that we get to spend eternity with him. So I want you to take this next moment again and do the exact same thing, and I want you to pray aloud, and I want you to thank God that, you, that his promises are good and that they're true and that you get to one day spend eternity with him and that you get to dwell with him. Praise him now in this moment. Pray aloud. God, thank you. Thank you so much that your promise is good. Thank you that you do good. God, you are so faithful. And you give us so much. Jesus, I thank you so much that you are so intentional and that you sent your son to die on the cross to save us, to give us hope. And they give us a future. God, we don't deserve it. Jesus, you give it to us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your promise. Jesus, you are so good. And you do so much good. So as we enter in another time of worship through song, God, I pray that you would just allow us to continue this voice of prayer, this dialogue with you. God, give us continued uh, just seeking of you, God, that we would love and we would pursue you in this moment, that it would be just about you and us. God, we love you and praise you. Casting out fear, and even 
Y'all can be seated. Yeah, go ahead and be seated. Um, go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes, too. I think it's a great way to go ahead and get in the posture of, um, of praying. Um, just as people would kneel before a king, that's who God is in our lives. Um, and by bowing your head and closing your eyes, you're eliminating distractions. Go ahead and do that with me. Um, before I get started, I'd like you guys to go ahead and think about who it is we're talking to. Um, think about what um, God has done in your life and think about who he is. He's your father. Um, and you would talk to your dad a different way than you would talk to some total stranger. And truth is, you guys have a relationship with him, even if you don't feel like you do or if it's not that deep. Um, he loves you. He's died for you. So by that, it's already started something with you. I'm going to go ahead and start in James um, chapter 1, verse 2. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. God, I pray that you'll be able to stay with us and help us realize that there's joy in the trials that we face, as it talks about when, whenever we face trials, not if we face trials, and the tests that come in our lives, the temptations that come in our lives, there's, there's joy in that. And although we are not always able to figure out what that joy is, God, I pray that you'll be able to show that to us. Um, show this, that through our trials and temptations, it, it produces um, a wisdom through that, God. We learn from our mistakes, and we're able to grow in our faith with you, God. We're able to create a faith that perseveres and that endures through the challenges that we face in an everyday life. Perfe perseverance must finish its work so that you may mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously without finding fault, and it will be given to him. God, I pray that when we come to you and the wisdom that we're seeking, it's not wisdom of knowledge, God, um, that it's a wisdom of discernment, knowing what is, um, what's right and what's wrong, what, what you would want from us, not what man would want from us, God. And I pray that when we pray to you, we come to you um, for things that you desire, God, that stuff that would um, advance your kingdom and bring glory to you, not to ourselves. Like Brian was talking about earlier, what you give us is normally what we need, not what we want. And if that's being said and that's, that's true, then we need to come to prayer in that way as well. Um, we need to be thinking about the things that we need, not, not the things that we want to have. How will this advance your kingdom, God? Um, how can we bring glory to you, God? So I pray that you will give us a discernment to understand what is right and what is wrong. But when he asks, he must believe and not doubt, because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That man should not think he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double-minded and unstable in all he does. God, I pray that when we come to you, we'll also believe that what you will do is true and what you do is right and that it will happen. If we come to you in prayer and we don't actually think it will come true, then why, why would you do something for us if we lack the faith that you can do it? God, we don't want to be waves of the sea. We don't want to be restless is what it's saying. We are restless when we come to you and we don't believe that what you do um, will bring glory to you and what you do will actually happen, God. So as you're sitting there and you're bowed, with your heads bowed, um, I want you to think about ways that you're being tested, um, different trials that you're facing on a regular basis, whether it's at school, at your home, um, different temptations you face on a regular basis. And just think for a little bit.
and as you're thinking about those, um, the different trials and stuff that you face, go ahead and think about um, the friends around you who might be facing the same situations or other situations that you may know about. Um, and ask God for discernment on how to deal with those situations. Because through the trials that we face, um, there's growth in that, and it produces something that is um, stronger than what it was before. Because we'll never understand who we are, the, the true depth that, um, of our faith, if we're not being tested by it. Because we can, all, um, just, we can all praise God and be happy with the things that he gives us, but not really um, the teaching that he gives us, the love that he has for us, the mercy he has for us. And God, I pray for everyone in this room, God, um, for giving us a chance to come out here and pull away from our everyday lives. Um, we're not always given a chance like this to get down on our knees and bow before you, God, um, and just get away from everyday life. Now we can do this at our homes and um, do it wherever we need it because prayer is all around us, God, and we're able to do that whenever we feel like it, God. But to actually be able to pull ourselves out of where we are um, is a hard thing to do, whether it be in high school or middle school, God. Um, I just pray that you'll continue to stay with us um, and help us persevere through the things that we face, God. Help us find the good um, through the trials that we are given, God, and through the temptations and understanding that through this we can grow and um, just better understand you. You guys can go ahead and stand up and we'll worship some more.
Lord, we thank you so much for you being here tonight. God, just continue to speak to us. God, we're so, so, so desperate for you. Without you, we're nothing. God, just continue to speak to us tonight. Y'all can take a seat. In Romans 8, Paul is, uh, he's talking to fellow Christians and uh, he's beginning to sympathize with them about the things they struggle with. And picking up in verse 12, he says, so dear brothers and sisters, you have a new obligation. You have no, you have no obligation whatsoever to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. God, we realize that we have this. your life upon the cross you suffered once for all you made a way jesus in victory you rose you made us all your own now we are saved come on sing it with me 
You gave your life upon the cross. You suffered once for all. You made a way. Jesus in victory you rose. You made us all your own. Now we are saved. You gave your life upon the cross. You suffered once for all. You made a way. Jesus in victory you rose. You made us all your own. Now we are saved. I want everybody to get up. Come join me around the stage. We're going to declare the victory that Christ had over the cross so that we could sing, we could live free. You gave your life upon the cross. You suffered once for all. You made a way. Jesus in victory you rose. You made us all your own. Now we are saved. Suffer 
Jesus, in victory you rose. You made us all your own. Now we are saved. Amen. Amen. Hey, uh, if y'all turn real quick, just real quick and look at me. Yeah, all the attention. <laughs> Hey, thank y'all for being here tonight. Hopefully, you get a chance to understand what it means to be intentional uh, with your prayer life. And my prayer and my challenge to you is that every day when you wake up, or every night before you go to bed, or whenever you do your time with God, that you would make prayer a vital part. Now, there's a there's a challenge, and as we look towards the end of January, our church is kind of doing a uh, a month of focused intention prayer as we look towards the prayer summit for our church. And then my, my challenge to you is that our students would be represented at that prayer summit more than anybody. But my, my, the bigger challenge for you is that in your daily life, as you walk, as you go, as you read scripture, I want you to know that in anything you do, prayer can be used. It's vital. It's, the, it's our life force. It's the thing that the Holy Spirit drives in us. And so my prayer to you is that you would use prayer in an intentional, focused way. Thank you all for being here tonight. Just a couple of announcements. One, there's an early bird special. If you sign up for Liberate 2014, that's our Disciple Now weekend. If you've never been to a Disciple Now, uh, it's intentional, focused relationship time. Number one, your relationship with Christ and building that. Number two, relationships with other people because there's going to be a ton of students there. You're going to get a chance to be in a small group of people. Uh, you're going to stay in somebody else's home that weekend. It's all in Cleveland, Tennessee, but we're going to be going back and forth between the church and somebody else's home. We're going to be doing a couple of different mission projects. So you're going to get a chance to experience a whole ton of things in one weekend. And so my prayer is that you'd sign up. Sign up by the end of January, January 31st, and you get it for 35 bucks. okay? Real cheap, real easy. Take an envelope on the student info table out here on your way out. Take it, take it with you. Take it and show your parents. There's information about it online. You can register online. All that's taken care of. So make sure you do that. If you're a leader... There's a parent leader breakfast, and students, I encourage you to tell your parents about it. You'll probably receive an invitation in the mail uh, for your parents, but we're having a parent and leader breakfast January 25th, and so we want your parents to attend. Uh, leaders, we want you to be there, and so that's going to be a great time to connect between the two of you. So, good deal? Great deal. Love you guys. Make sure you come Sunday, Sunday night, or Sunday morning small groups. There's also Bible, or Bible studies and covenant, uh, covenant and Promise on Sunday nights. Make sure you show up on time Sunday night and Sunday morning. There's free pizza out there if you want a pizza. Take a box. Take some pizza. Take a box. Forgot about that because I laid it out.